G'day everyone and welcome to episode 29 of Meat Pie Mondays, although tonight it's Meat Pie Fridays as we're bringing you a special, very special grand final edition. Uh, we obviously didn't get to on Monday, that's because Jules was uh, away. Say hello Jules. Hello. And... Uh, well, you only just flew back yesterday from Bali, so it seemed fitting that the grand final show would be on the grand final eve, well, yeah. and we're very much looking forward to tomorrow. So yeah, well, I think it would be like easier to preview the granny with the team lineups and you know all the previews and stuff. So true, and it doesn't clash with Brownlow, so it seemed like a perfect fit. Oh yeah. And joining us, but not in the studio, uh, it's Don DeButler. How are you, bro? Yeah, good. Good to be here. I mean, uh, I'm in this city. I'm in my bed in the hotel. Uh, What's the story? What are, you, what are you doing? Current affair. So, yeah, what's, I'm just... What's the story? Stoked. What are you doing there? Just relaxing. No, I mean, I've done... the city? Oh, yeah. Um, so... Today, went to the grand final parade, and then I'm actually going to the grand final tomorrow. So, just thought we'd book a hotel, and so we could stay tonight and tomorrow. Very so, nice. And Jules was at the parade also. How'd you find it? Yeah. Yeah, great. It was, wasn't it, Julian? Yeah, good experience. You know, yeah. I hadn't been to a grand final parade, so... Neither have I. Yeah. Neither have I. Yeah, but fun. neither of you have been to a one on the river, so... <laughs> Oh, look out. <laughs> Very nice. But uh, thanks for joining us, boys. I know it's an odd day, but um, we're very excited for the grand final. How have you soaked up the week, especially since our boys are, uh, are in it this year? Yeah, it's been, it's been pretty special, hasn't it? I mean, it's just the energy is palpable. It really is. Jules, you've been over in Bali. Mm. Have you you've been Boring. excited? Yeah, well, I sh- I guess it makes the week go a little bit quicker, so a mm-hmm. little bit less nerves, but, you know, great week. The excitement's high for both clubs, and, yeah, should be a great grand final. Very nice. Um, so we'll get into all that. It's a pretty usual schedule on the show, um, but uh, obviously we've got the big match tomorrow, so we'll deep dive into that. But first, we've got the non-footy weekend highlights. Now, yeah, I'll go. Now, Don, before we start, Jules has requested two minutes. Why is that? <laughs> Given his holiday. Why? Because, uh So uh, what I thought I'd do, I just, I thought we'd just um, use, like, mine's only quick, so I'll just give him most of my minute. All right. So I might give a three-minute timer and whatever's left when Jules starts. <laughs> if you know what right, I mean. Well, hurry up, Jules. No, well, no. Do you, you go first, Don. Donnie goes first. You can have the full oh, okay. minute. So I'll go for one minute? Yep. Ready? Uh, don't start it yet. Hold on. Uh, all right. Three, two, one, go. So ba- well, it's not really weekend highlights since we are just starting the weekend now. But on Wednesday night, uh, Jared and myself, we went virtual golfing. How fancy, Jules? Yes, very fancy. Why don't we go yes, golfing? Uh, yeah, let's go golfing. Let's go golfing. Anyways, that was great. We started off with nine holes at some golf course, really good golf course in Melbourne. I won by a shot, actually. So that was pretty lucky, honestly. That was great. And then we finished off with uh, this capture the flag game, and you have to get it closest to the hole. And I just came back in the end, forced a playoff. And then beat him by one point. So that was great. And what else? Yeah, heaps of golf, honestly. Ten seconds. And yeah. Going to the uh, parade today, the whole week's been great. Thanks, Donny. Uh, any questions, Jules? Um, where was this virtual golf? Uh, it was in, like, Moorabbin. Uh, you and yeah, Dad? Yeah, <coughs> You and Jared have a bit of an uh, unlikely uh, partnership going on there. You've been, yeah, you've yeah. been on a few excursions now. We have. It's just that 
we're really good at golf, so. And he's our number one guest on the show, so very yep, nice. that's right. Um, uh, I'll just rattle off what I got, I think. Uh, I haven't thought too much about it, so I'll start now. And starting the timer. Yeah, so on Saturday night uh, after the prelim, Carlton, Brisbane, uh, Amanda and I went to Cameron's 30th, uh, Hair Bear Bunch member Cameron. So congrats to him on the 30th and it was good to get out. Um, I've been sick before and after the party, but it was good to have a night out and let my hair down a bit, have a few beers. So that's mine. Any questions? Uh, yeah, who else is in the Hair Bear Bunch? <laughs> we got Norman, Marvin, Jaden. They're all there. Um, associate James. Uh, yeah, so a few of them have been on Radio Karen before. Norman a couple of times, actually. So, And we got to meet his new girlfriend, Saskia, which was nice. Saskia? Yep. Is that Russian? Uh not, I don't think so. I'm not too sure, but okay. She's, she has. Um, I didn't don't don't know too much about her because she's quite shy. So obviously, meeting the friends for the first time is a bit daunting. But uh, she has. Um, I'm, I believe she's well. I, without assuming too much, she has got darker darker skin. So maybe of an African descent. So, not too sure. Okay. 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 Julian, what do you think? Yep. That's that's good. Yep. Now I'm ready for my one. Um, you got a minute 35. Yeah, all right. Sound good? Yeah, all minute right. 35. Ready, set, go. So, I flew in to Bali um, on the holidays on Monday. So, I got there at about 11. Yeah, obviously pretty tiring. So, just went straight to bed. And then Tuesday, mainly chilled out because you know getting used to the resort and things um yeah had went to the pool a lot which was good and then wednesday had a pretty big day went to water bomb yeah really good fun um yeah went on the drop slides went basically went on all the sides which is good fun and then thursday we went to bali collection it not as good anymore but yeah it's still all right and then we went to this place where it was an aquarium so we were eating dinner and then there'd be like, fish next to us. Very cool. And then Friday, went to the pub for the footy. And then Saturday, yeah, went to the pub again. And then Sunday, went to Uluwatu Temple, which was, yeah, pretty good. Um, and then, yeah, Monday. Um, what did I do on Monday? Oh, I think we went. Oh, my Lord. Shush. I think we went to a waterfall that day. Yeah, pretty good fun. And then Tuesday, went to Jimbaran Bay. It's all right. Oh, and then, yeah, went to this monkey forest, which was good. Ten seconds. And then Did you get raped? Oh, no, no, no. And then, <laughs> yeah, and then we flew home on the Wednesday. Well, Thursday, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Well, oh. oh, sorry. All right. So, thank you for... <coughs> I wasn't expecting a day by day, but uh, yeah, thank you for that, Jules. Uh, glad I've got. Had, glad I've you got had some questions. Gone. A uh, couple. Did you get rabies from the monkeys? <laughs> well, well, we went we went to like a temple, and there was monkeys there, and they were like quite. They like stole everything, but they didn't. Oh st- yeah, did you yeah. get anything stolen? No, we didn't. But. Yeah, it was pretty funny watching things got stolen. But at the forest, the monkeys were, like, very well behaved. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. I just completely ignore you, which is good. (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, Another question. Since it uh, seems like nice weather, did you get any – did you get a good tan uh, while sitting beside the pool? Uh, Well, I was mainly told to put sunscreen on, so, yeah, not really. Okay, and also, um, last question: Did you at uh, Bali, Bali, well, Bali Collections? That's what it's called. Yep. Do you uh, get any clothes or shoes? Is yeah. what I got a I like, got a t-shirt. What? Do you get like a Collingwood one or? 
No. Oh. It was the one I told what? you about earlier today. Oh, uh, what colour was it? Blue and white. Like Carlton? No. All right. <laughs> We're going to move on, but the the holiday did end, end in a bit of heartbreak. Yeah, so... You don't need to go into too much detail, but just give us the, uh, the well, outline. Well, well, mum... It was quite unfortunate because mum had barley belly, so... Yeah, she was quite sick and the flight was postponed a day. And then that day, the flight was delayed again. So Leah missed the Rex Orange County concert, which which is quite sad. But, you know, I'm sure Rex Orange County will come to Melbourne again. Very nice. And she's still got two Taylor Swift concerts to look forward to. Yeah, so... (laughs) All right. Once, uh, once to watch. Uh, player of the week, who you got? Boys? I'll go first. Go on. Uh, so, I might, Jeez, I don't know what you guys are picking, but I'm just going to go with the um, first one that popped to mind. I was actually at this game, so I I can speak from experience, and that is uh, Jordan Degoe. Very nice. Obvious choice. <laughs> Yeah, big game played, 34 touches, 17 contested possessions and 13 clearance. Obviously had a massive influence on the game and the end result. And uh, he actually, like he spent the last, what, seven minutes on the bench and he went out sprinting out after the final siren went. He was so excited. So good on you, Jordan Degoe. You have earned my player of the week. Very nice. Big game player. Um, Jules, who you got? Well, I've got Kitty Coleman from the Brisbane Lions. Yeah, played pretty influential game, had 21 disposals. And, you know, watching that game, I was just so impressed by his field kicking and created a lot of goals and, yeah, really changed the game for Brisbane. As when they were down by five goals, he'd keep trying those Crazy kicks, and they'd always pay off. So, good on Kitty Coleman. Very good. It's nice to have a breakout game in a prelim. Mm. Um, I think I'll go with uh, – oh, I'm tossing up between two, a few. But, um, yeah, I might – just for keeping them in the game, I guess I'll go for Harris Andrews, who was terrific in the first quarter against Carl. Oh, great, great pick. Even though – even though they were they were down, he he pretty much kept them in the game. So uh, yeah, no, it was it was basically Carlton versus Harris Andrews in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Very nice. And Jules, did you watch this game? Oh well, we'll get to the game. But you watched both the games, did you? Yeah. Okay. Same pub. Yep. Very nice. Um, all right, so we'll get into a song now and. Uh, as it's uh, grand final week, we're going to be specifically picking footy songs uh, in the lead up to the grand final. So, Donnie, what can you say about this song? I love football. Yeah, so basically, so I was I was actually kind of struggling for a pick since it's uh, obviously we have to do a football theme tonight. But then, you know, I really thought outside of the box and I'm really happy with this pick. We love football. Um, it's just like a DJ mix with a collage of uh, well, former uh, AFL, VFL greats mm-hmm. of every team. So, you know, you can't not like it because every, everyone's team is in it. And, yeah, I hope you enjoy. And it's been on the front bar a few times, I'm sure. Yeah, it has. All right. Uh, it's a deep dive for this one. Downloaded off YouTube. But, um we got there in the end. So this is We Love Football by various VFL players. And here we go. If you're the cowboy, just call Mitchell Tall. Or Amy Patterson Lace, just call Mitchell Tall. Anywhere Bayside, just call Mitchell Tall. Buy a summer house. Just call Mitchell Tall, Mitchell Tall, 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 Real Estate, oh yeah, little real estate, we want more. <laughs> <laughs> I 
All right, so we heard an ad there for Mitchell Tour Real Estate and also We Love Football. So thanks for that, Donnie. That's absolutely my pleasure. Great song. I'd like to see someone top that. Okay. Well, pressure's on us, but uh, I think we went with our hearts. Um, all right, so we've, we'll just give out the number just in case anyone wants to call in. 0493-213-831. Once again. 0493-213-831. I know, I think Ellen was listening in, so and hopefully Lee too, is he? Uh, well, uh, Did you tell him we were on? Yeah, well, I don't I think Linko, so. you wet blanket. Oh my God. Text him now so he can tune in. Yeah, I think he is. All right. Now. Oh, good. He would have heard Donnie's insult there. <laughs> um, all right. So first we'll go jump into uh, the preliminary finals. And it's Donnie's. Review. We got that. That's right, everyone. That's right, suckers. I'm back. Go. All right. So the preliminary finals. Some arguably the games with the absolute most uh, energy and mood. And it starts off Collingwood versus GWS on the Friday night. Obviously, the Woods going into it being the hot favourites at home. But I tell you what, GWS fought until the final signs, as did Collingwood. And, yeah, heartache for some. uh, Just absolute, I don't know. Elation. Elation for others. uh, As we saw the Pies win by one point. Uh to progress into the grand final. What do we think? What a game, hey, Jules. Yeah, what a game. Were you on the edge of your seat in the pub? Yeah, yeah, it was a very stressful game. But Were there any other supporters watching? Well, I'd say, like, half of them were Collingwood supporters and, like, half of them were just going... Were GWS supporters? No, they weren't. Never heard of such a no, thing. No, they weren't going for GWS. They were, they were just, like, going for them because, like... Because one of them, like, he was going for GWS, but I saw him the next day going for Carlton at the pub. So they were just, they just were supporting <laughs> It wasn't GWS. Luke Beatty, was it? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> they, were, they were just supporting GWS. So uh, it was, I'll be honest with you, we were there. We had one seat between the three of us. It was pretty stressful to be honest. That's why I'm looking forward to tomorrow, just watching it in one place. But, uh, yeah, fair enough. But uh, we did, well, we were there nonetheless and um, we got to see our boys get over the line. But, uh, yes, as you said, a stressful last 10 minutes pretty much. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? And uh, GWS just about seemed over the line with the Toby Green or attempted banana kick for goal. So it was Julian, you were telling me you were you were very stressed out when he kicked that. Took me through it. Well Well, what do you mean? The the Toby Green shot on goal with the side. Do you want me to tell you what happened? Well, just how you felt. No, oh. You just said you felt really okay. anxious because you thought it was gonna go through. Well, <clears throat> so, yeah, well, he, he he gets on the boundary line and he kicks and I'm thinking, oh, God, this could be it. And then, yeah, and then still side bottom comes out of nowhere and saves the day for Collingwood fans. We're lucky that Collingwood stayed in there. They were in the chance of getting blown away yeah. in the late second, early third, but uh, in, throughout the third quarter they got their mojo back, hey, Don? Yeah, that's right. They did get it back. It was, it was just a phenomenal, dis- uh, really just second-half display from the woods. And Dan McStay, the heartbreak story. Oh, yeah, heartache. You know, Dan McStay's, I thought he, he played all right as well. He's kicked two, could have kicked a couple more. Had he not get 
injured mm-hmm. uh, in, what was it, the third quarter? Yeah. Yeah, so, and obviously ruling him out for six or eight weeks, missing the grand final. So, tough luck for him, but I'm sure he'll be back next season more hungry than ever. Um, so I think that's it for that game. But uh, as you said, pure relation, the scenes of Degoe, but also Toby Green after the match as well. Yeah, 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 that's right. All right, and what was the second preliminary final, Donny? So the second preliminary final was between Brisbane and Carlton, uh, an age-old rivalry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you can't fit Troy. But uh, anyways, yeah, so, uh, yeah, Carlton went up to Brisbane, went up to play them at the Gabba, and, which, you know, it seems like a fortress, but it didn't for the first quarters. They they kicked the first five of the game, and they're up by four goals at quarter time, and they seemed just unstoppable. And then it all came crashing down as the... Lions just persevered through uh, difficult times and ended up winning by 16 points, uh, giving them a grand final berth. So good on them. And, yeah, just like Collingwood, they they could have easily, you know, given up and been blown out, but they stuck to their guns and worked the game back into their favour. I think the story of Carlton's game reflected their season in reverse. Yeah, yeah, you said that. That's a very good summary. Jules, what did you make of it? Were you um, heavily barracking either way? Well, no. No, I was, I was a f- yeah, I just didn't really mind, to be honest. But Did you have yeah. a preference, though? No. Yeah. But, yeah, big missed opportunity for Carlton. Like, when you're going in for goals up quarter time, you're thinking that you could be in a granny, but... Just let it slip and... Yeah, well, you know what, Jules? It is quite difficult without Charlie Kernow. <laughs> and Harry Mackay. No, Harry Mackay played all right. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, no, we, we shouldn't dig on them too much because they've had an amazing season, which yeah. we'll touch on in our exit interviews. And I thought they were gallant the other day, but... Um, you know, it just wasn't their day in the end. It seemed like it at the start. And I'll tell you what, at home things were going off. But uh, I oh, do... Oh, with the schmellings? Well, yeah, it was, I mean, it was just Amanda and I, but I'll tell you what, like uh, in the third quarter, it was mostly Amanda on her phone. So <laughs> I think that sums oh, it yeah. up. But um, yeah. I believe whilst we're on them, they're coming around for a viewing party tomorrow. What do you mean? Um, so Amanda's hosting the three of them, um, mother, father, and sister, to watch the Sorry, game. Sorry, aren't they going to the, – didn't they get tickets? No. Oh, oh no. no. What, what happened there? Well, Amanda. Didn't you say Stephen was going? Yeah, he, he was going to go Wednesday to get tickets, but he, I think he just didn't realise that, that – uh, there's no general admission tickets. Oh, no. And that's he bought, a, he's not happy with Gil. That's a doozra, isn't it? Who would have thought? Is that the first time they haven't sold general admission? Uh, I suppose so. Well, well no, because usually you go through the Carlton membership, so wouldn't you? Yeah, right. He is a Kiss fan. Oh, well. Oh, I'm sorry. Anyway. That's, no, but well, that's why I'm watching it at my, our grandparents tomorrow because I weighed up a few options. I even weighed up <laughs> going to the Royals, but obviously you're going into the city, Jules. Yeah. But I figured it was most fitting that I watch it with our grandparents, given they're all Collingwood. I don't want yeah, to sit right. there, one Collingwood supporter in a sea of Carlton fans. <laughs> Yeah, well. And it's fitting that because be very good. our grandparents took me to the O two, O three grand finals, so it'll be Did nice. They really? To, yeah. So it'll be nice to get some revenge there. Oh, for be sure. A full yeah. circle moment. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, any more thoughts on the game, boys? Not really. Well, be, be you Maybe happy with the prelim final weekend in general, as it was? Yeah, it was quite good. Yeah, it was great. I say it's the they're the biggest matches of the year. So, yeah, always yeah. produces great football. Mm-hmm. Did again that year. This year. This year. Yep. Very nice. Um, uh, just before my, I finish my segment, I think it's worth going over and reviewing Brownlow Night. Yeah, well, that's that was my next point. So, yep. oh, um, there you go. yeah. So before we get into the big uh, preview, um, yeah, Jules. <laughs> so Brownlow Night, I watched. Uh, Amanda and I watched it at Dad's house, so that was nice. Thank you for Monica for cooking dinner. That was lovely. Um, Jules, you listened to it, not watched it. Yep. Um, yeah, well, what happened was we were on the um, – we were on our way home because it was like a, a two-hour ride home because we were like next to a mountain <laughs> eating lunch, so – and then we went to the monkey forest. Oh, yeah. And then Dad, <laughs> and then dad was... Ra- Would you like another 90 seconds? <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, Dad was reading the Brownlow votes for, like, the first few rounds. Yeah, which is good. And, yeah, and then listen, got back and, yeah, listened, listened to the rest of it. Was that on a radio station or...? Um, well... It, you know how on the AFL app it just said, um, listen, so I listen. Right. So you don't know. Uh, oh, you could just, was there any other commentators or was it just Guild? Uh, oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, like it was in a bit between annoying. the rounds? Yeah, okay. it was a bit annoying. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I'm surprised. Well, obviously you didn't have a computer with you, so I'm surprised you didn't um, try and watch it, but. Yeah, fair enough. Well, yeah, listening's just as good. Sure. <laughs> Donny, what are your thoughts on the count? Um, I thought it was a pretty good night, given the um, given the close result in the end. But I mean, like people are saying, you know, oh, Bont robbed, Nakos robbed, Errol Goulden robbed. You know, these umpires. Why are the umpires voting? That's terrible. But, like, they've been given the voting, you know, they've been voting the game since God knows how long. So, I mean, it is what it is. I, I 97 think years, Neal, I think it's gone for. Yeah, there you go. So, but, yeah, Lucky Neil is an absolute ball magnet and probably does deserve it, yeah. I thought it was odd. Well, interesting, this is the first year where there's been four umpires a game, hey, Jules? So you wonder if that affected the results or never know. But, you know, they can't, you know, what what I thought was there is other awards, even though they're not as prestigious as the Brownlow. But, you know, we already have the Coaches Award and the Players Association Award. So maybe if, if, if we really want to up those, you know, make them more of a thing, but, you know, as it stands, the Brownlow's the biggest night, so why would the rules change, you know? Mm. We got a text. Go on. Q&A at the start. Love it. Yes, the Bali pub was intense. Well done on finishing the season podcast, boys. <laughs> Very impressed. What happens on the off-season? Severia. <laughs> Thank you, Bucky, and we, ho- we hope you're well. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Although we do have, well, as long as you boys are up for it, one more episode in us before the end of the year. All uh, the yep. grants there. We just got to work out a date. Um, yep. uh, depending on the result, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be in talks for that. Um, so a few, Jason Horn Francis getting three votes for a 14-touch game. Yeah, yeah a bit, bit silly there, Hayden Gavine. <laughs> yeah, well, now that you've brought him up, do you want to – we should announce that he is actually umpiring tomorrow, so well yeah, done to him. Um, we love Hayden Gavine. Apparently, Maddie was on the phone crying when he told her, so that was very nice. Um, what so, do you mean? Yeah. 
Oh, because he rang her first and she was crying. So, yeah. All right. Yeah, so that- a great achievement. And I'm very proud of former school bud and family friend. So apparently he had lots of tickets to give away. But, uh, yeah, what can you do? Um, all right. Any other thoughts on the night uh, uh, before we get into the javelin? Uh, any what? <laughs> no other thoughts on the Brownlow? Yeah, uh, what are the mark and goal of the year. Yep. Uh, so Mark, uh, Harry Himmelberg. Harry Himmelberg, round one. I tipped it a couple of weeks ago. Credit to me after that one. <laughs> goal, goal of the year. Yeah, goal of the year. Will Ashcroft, never in doubt. That's just... Just one of those goals you're just like, yeah, it's going to be goal of the year. Nothing, probably nothing this year at least will be able to contend with that. And credit to him because he's had an abysmal last few weeks <laughs> because he's been injured. True, yeah. Mm. It will be tough for him, but at least he gets something out of the year. Yeah, that's right. And uh, Jim Stein's award going for to Sam Doherty. Sam so Doherty, well done, yeah, that was good. Good to see. Jules was telling me off air, a bit of uh, political correctness gone mad here. What do you mean? <laughs> I was kidding. Go on, Jules. Did you see that? What? Sam Doherty, Jim Stein's award. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. Deserves it. Yep, very nice. All right, so it's now to – I haven't got the theme, Donnie, so do you want to do a live rendition? Of what? Julian's javelin. Oh, God, I can't. I'll do it and you do the God did. All right. Julian's javelin. Whoa, Julian's javelin. Jules, Jules, Julesy's javelin. God did. Gone. All right, well, you know, there's not a lot to choose from because, um, but... Yeah, we'll move on. Um, um, so I think with the brown light, some of the votes from the umpires were very questionable. I've got to say. Do you think? Do you think that because the umpires are like they're going into their voting sheets uh, like basically uh, blindfolded without any stats or anything? Do you think that they uh, should be allowed to well, view these base stats? Yeah, because. You know, I think they should because when Nick Dacos gets 38 touches and two goals and doesn't get a vote, she doesn't really say. Uh, yeah, but Julian, there would be many other instances. Players played really well. They would have yeah. thought they would have should have polled, but they didn't. So, I mean, obviously it's a big example with Nick Dacos you know, being as influential as he was this year, you know, getting 40 touches each week for fun. You would have thought he would have at least polled almost every game he did, so... In a 63-point win against West Coast, the Dacos brothers had one and two votes. Dom Sheed had the three. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's just... I think they should use the impact on the game and the stats, you know, because... But I'm just confused how you think Jason Horn francis has an impact when he has 13 disposals and not many of them effective. They said... um, Miles Bergman might, might have got mixed up with him. <laughs> yeah. It's time for the world famous, the grand final edition, Jules's Weekend Preview. Go. All right. So yeah. Biggest match of the year. Everyone's been excited for it. You know. Sorry. There was one game where there were three umpires. North versus St Kilda. So yeah. I don't know if that affected the... Go on. North, really? Yeah, the first time they played, there was no emergency umpire, so they just did three. So. <laughs> Sorry I didn't bring that up earlier. Go. So, yeah. Speaking of the biggest game of the year. <laughs> biggest day in the AFL calendar. Should be massive. Collingwood coming off a close win against GWS and Brisbane, you know. <coughs> overcoming a fast-starting Carlton, and it should be uh, absolutely exciting and electric match. You know, the last last time Collingwood and Brisbane played, Brisbane won by 24 points, and but at Marvel Stadium, where Collingwood do have a 
pretty bad record there. And Collingwood did have four big outs. So, a lot to take in. And Collingwood have not lost to an interstate team at the G in the last two years. Really? <laughs> yeah. Don't wow. Uh, yeah, obviously, as you said, Jules, biggest game of the year. I think that, you know, it's going to be like 30 degrees tomorrow, so it's going to be an absolute hot box at the G. But, I mean, obviously, being Collingwood supporters, I think we'd like to see them get it done, uh, given their history with uh, playing terribly in the grand final. But, no, I think it'll be, yeah, it'll be a great game. Both teams will give it a red-hot crack and, yeah, well, it goes from there. Um. Yeah, I've been back and forward with my thoughts on it all week. Obviously, nervous, but also excited. But, you know, there's so many different factors that you can take into account. Brisbane have won the last six against Collingwood. However, Collingwood won the last six before that. <laughs> uh, it's at the G where Brisbane don't play well. But they haven't, they've beaten Collingwood twice this year, but never met at the G. So it's interesting. Lots of different factors going into it. Lipinski sub. Yep. Yep. Uh, Gideon named in the side as well as Chuck Frampton. Yeah. Good on you, Chuck. <laughs> Playing his Julian? first ever final. Yes. Julian, what do you think? Well, yeah. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I'll just okay. go into the cups. Okay. Uh, all right. Oh, do you want to do one each? No, 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 I'm loading them all on. All right. Uh, you ready? Go on. Ben Hudson, Dane Beams, Brad Rowe, Mal Michael, Patrick Carnesis, Cameron Wood, Carnesis. Dano Bray, Bray Caracella. Caracella. Caracella, <laughs> Doug Barwick, Jack Crisp. What about Jack Nathan Payne? He's, he's gotten it from the AFL post. Jackson Payne. Yeah, obviously. And guess what? You didn't, so I'll take that. Justin Leppage, Craig McRae. Yeah. How yeah. Do you yeah. Say it on those ones? They're coaches. Yeah. All right. So not only will we do a tip, but we'll also do Norm Smith and first goal. Who wants to go first? I'll go. No, Julian, you go. All right. So what do I think is going to play out? I think Collingwood start off the blocks and Brisbane will hang in there and, yeah, just hang in there and stay around that three to four goal pace. But I think it's going to be a little too late and Collingwood will hang on by 11 points. And I've got – I might go a bit of a wild card. I might go Isaac Quainer. Very nice. First goal. Down. Okay. First oh, goal. No, I thought you meant first goal. Ah, uh, first goal. Um. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go Scott Penderbury. No. Oh. Winding back. You mean clock. Scott Emberbury? <laughs> well, hopefully he'll get. He'll be the Norm Smith medalist again, and we can write that wrong. Uh, Donny, what do you got? Um. So. Uh, my tip, similar to you, Jules, just can't. As Lee Montagna said, you just can't tip against Collingwood. They're just such a uh, malevolent side, and yeah, I think they'll get it done by sixteen points. So close to yours, Julian. Uh, my Norm Smith medal, however, I think I said it to you today when I saw you, Jules. I'm going to go with Josh Dacos. Because yep. I, I think he'll – there's been quite a few glimpses he's had, especially with uh, Nick Dacos being out where he's just absolutely dominated the game. And I think that he's just going to have an absolutely stellar game tomorrow in the grand final. And my first goal scorer is going to go to Chuck Frampton. <laughs> Gee, another turn up for the books. But then well, again, Goldsack did. We've got text. Right. I think it might be from Marcus. Wait, can you check? Yeah, one sec. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. All right. He said, love your work, NPM team. In round 21, did the Young Hawks develop a template, template for the Lions to beat the Pies tomorrow? The Pies looked all over the shop on that day. I think you texted the same thing. BTW, I'm barracking for the pies tomorrow. Thank you, Marcus, and uh, we appreciate your support. Also, uh, you know, Hawthorne did uh, make fools out of Brisbane as well, didn't they? True. On the G. I I think they have made a blueprint on how to beat the lines for Collingwood. So, very nice. Thank you, Hawthorne. I'll rush through to mine. I've been edging towards Brisbane most of the week, but I'm going to go with Collingwood by a point. <laughs> I don't know what's yes. going to happen. Right? You know, uh, Donnie, Eleanor's joining us at halftime, by the way. What? At Nana's. That's not <laughs> So hopefully that's a good omen. She's usually bad, but um, but that's exciting. Um Norm Smith, I think I'll go Jack Crisp, Jack Crisp Cup. Yeah, good shout. <laughs> and I'll go Joe Danaher for first goal. I was thinking that. Yeah. I was thinking that. Um, so, yeah, uh, those are our tips and whatnot. Uh, we've got a song to play. Any other thoughts or any other people texting in? No. <laughs> for, now. for now. Right, we don't know if Lingo's listening. But uh, link out your wet blanket. All right, before okay, Paul Kelly, what can you say about this one, Jules? Well, you know, um, well, this song, <coughs> this song, you know, my dad loves this song, so you know, taking a bit of inspiration from him, mm-hmm. and yeah, and yeah, shout out to him. It's a good song, and yeah, good story behind it. Very nice. All right, this is Paul Kelly and the Coloured Girls, Leaps and Bounds. We'll be back soon with the exit room. So here we go. Hi, I'm Dr. Floyd Gomes, uh, a.k.a. Atticus Health with Dr. Floyd, you might recall, and it's great to be here at Radio Caram. So we heard there, Dr. Gnome, what's his name? Sorry, Um, from Atticus Health, I think that's his name. Dr. Floyd Gomes, sorry, apologies for that. Uh, And we also heard Leaps and Bounds. Thanks for that pic, Jules. No worries. Good pic, Julesy boy. Thank you, Donnie. That's not what you're saying off here, Don. All right, it's now time for the exit interview. Uh, so exit interview. Let's get into it. We'll play the theme. Slightly harder because I couldn't play it through the phone. I had to, when I was prepping the episode, I had to find out what seconds... <laughs> It's 40 seconds in the, our bit. <laughs> so, it's okay. Uh, uh, it's okay. Uh, we'll go on from here. So, we've got a few final teams to get through. So, we'll go with, uh, I believe, Melbourne first. All right. So, so what happened? I'll, uh, I'll ask the questions here. Okay. Right. What happened? Uh, I've actually got all of this written down, so... What happened with Melbourne, I think I think their home and away season was, you know, another, you know, obviously above average. It was it's pretty good throughout, wasn't it? But, you know, and that, I thought they, you know, they really found some good results and some, like, good newcomers that they gathered. But I think it's just the finals hiccups once again. And, straight you know, sets again, that, two years in a row. Two, two years in a row. You know, this will only hurt the playing group further because, you know, Jay's finals, we've just scraped in. We, the last two years, we've been knocked out immediately. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to well, do. They haven't so just scraped in. Up. They've been top four both years. I'm saying like for next year. Oh, right. I don't know. Very nice, Jules. Yeah. <coughs> well, 
Yeah, well, it's weird because, you know, they ended probably ended the season, the home and away season as well as they could have. They were well prepared, but, you know, they just lacked, lacked it all in finals, so... No, they did lose a, a few key players. Well, yeah. their forward line was an issue all year. Jake Malch, that Jake Malcham injury was really Jake Malcham is shit. All right, so uh, two oh Grundy success. Uh, is this how can they improve? Well, should we? I thought I'd just mention him at any stage. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, failed. No, failed. He's up to Sydney. Mm-hmm. And Everyone as his premiership medic sub, James Jordan. <laughs> so there we go. How can they improve? Mm, well, uh, they can improve. <laughs> so I think they really need to get some of their, you know, spuds out. Melksham, Ben Brown. Team- yeah, Tom McDonald, oh, Ben Brown, Brody Grundy. And but he won't be able to come back in for the most of the year, so that's a problem. Yeah, and that's yeah. a win they for need, Melbourne. Trust me. Oh, my God. They need, they need more <laughs> Anyways, but, yeah, yeah, as I was going to say before if, I shut up, <laughs> I think that their forward line just – they just need to work and experiment around it. And once they get their forward line in tune, they'll just about be unstoppable. I heard that if Melksham played in the grand final, they would have lost. Exactly. See, Julian, even Stephen May backed me up. <laughs> Stephen May. Yeah. Did he, did he say that? Yeah, they had a fight, remember? Oh. Where yeah, and there I was a broken Stephen hand May and everything. Tried. Did he say... They had a fight at a restaurant about it. Did he say it. that we would have lost if you were in the team? Yeah. But they won by 74 points. I know. Exactly. Does, does and he he's sacrificed a spy. 13 goals. <laughs> yes, he would. All right. So um, we got the uh, the next topic, which is best and worst games. Uh, yeah. So their best game, I thought, was first Collingwood. Yeah. Or King's birthday. Is, yeah, King's birthday, round 13. They, they only just won by four. Mm-hmm. Or the verse, the second game against the Lions, which was a great comeback. Yeah, uh, and that was just you know. a great game in general. Yeah, it was, and they, you know, only won by a point. And who kicked the winner? <laughs> uh, Jack Motion. <laughs> worst games. Uh, worst game probably against Freo GWS. I would say. True. Freo round eleven lost by seven in GWS round sixteen up in the wet Darwin. Uh, lost by two. Any, any additions there, Jules? Jeez. Um, um, oh, best and fairest. Uh, uh, I'll give my. Why don't you lead us on the best and fairest, Jules? Best and fairest. Yeah. One Petrarca. Two gone. Mhm. And like, who else? Viney. Viney was oh, great. Oh yeah, three Viney. Wine Yeah, I've, I've got the exact same as you, Jules. Mm. Very nice. Um, and grading? B minus. C. Fair enough. I'll go. C? Where are you going? <laughs> Somewhere minus. between C and B minus. <laughs> <laughs> B minus and a half. B um, minus. <laughs> B minus. Good. Nice one, Jules. All right. Port Adelaide. Yeah, what, what happened? happened? Uh, I thought I thought it was a positive mid-season, you now real real jump, and which holstered them into the top four. You know, obviously falling ultimately short in the semi-final, which was at home, which was a terrible game. Uh, I thought, you know, it just peaked too early in the season, but you know, it was much greater uh, result than some of the recent seasons that they've had. Uh, for Ken Hinckley, especially, which is going to keep him in the club for another two years. Jules disagrees there. Well, one season. Well, yeah. Well, 2021. Well, they, they got knocked out in a prelude. 2020. Oh. No, that was 2020, wasn't it? No, in 2020 and 2021, they made prelims. And then in 2022, they didn't make finals. I'm right. Yeah, right. 
Nah, but you know what I mean. But what? yeah, their middle they 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 probably didn't start too great, but that middle patch where they got thirteen in a row was just incredible. Didn't they start with a win over Brisbane? They were one and two. They lost to Collingwood by seventy one and lost the showdown. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, went on an awesome run, and then you know it kind of all broke down a bit to end the season. Their defensive personnel just wasn't right, and they went on like a what four five game losing streak, which you really don't want heading into finals. And you know they were their weaknesses were told told heavily against Brisbane and GWS. Lots of injury issues, especially down back. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Well, well, but how can I? How can they improve, boys? I ask. So how they can improve? I think that they continue to, you know, really somehow uh, gain valuable assets who have requested trades to repel, like you know, Salva Radicalia, Brandon Zeg Thatcher, and Jordan Sweet. Yeah, yeah. Salva. Oh yeah, you go, you go. And I think all of them will help, especially Zerg Thatcher going into that back line that desperately needs help. So, yeah, the only way is up, just about. I thought, I think Radagalea would be pretty important because they really do need a lockdown defender with like a Lear Lear. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's more of an intercept, but they need, yeah. Yeah, no, that's right. That's actually right. They need a new captain as well. Yeah. Dan Houston was one of the worst captains in history. Couldn't even get a game. Tom Jonas. Dan Houston. Um, Tom Houston. Tom Jonas. Tom Tom Jonas. Who, who will be the captain? <laughs> um, Can't go to. But uh, Butters. He's young though. Maybe Wines. Samson Ryan. That's a Richmond player, buddy. Um, best Sorry. and worst games. Uh, best game was against Melbourne round. Ten? No. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah Essen- against Essendon after the summer. Yeah, yeah, that was wet, rainy at the G. <laughs> it's at the G? <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought worst game, maybe Collingwood round two. Yeah, yeah, or uh, all, all both of the showdowns. Yeah, true. Because uh, they lost by like 30 finals? and 50. Can we include yeah, finals? Yeah. Well, yeah, if you count finals, yep. Brisbane was pretty bad. The qualifying finals, yeah. yep. Best and fairest. Um, the Argo, big three. Butters, Rosie. Does Horn Francis deserve it? He's probably Houston. Houston. I think, yeah, Houston. Come on, mate. Settle down. <laughs> it's just opinion for God's sake. I wasn't going to put her on Francis. Well, I can oh, hang okay. up on you if you want, then. No, sorry. <laughs> uh, grading? Uh, B plus. Yes, yeah, B. B plus. Um, and final... Oh, two of the comeback kings here, GWS. Yes, GWS. What happened? Uh, a real lackluster beginning of the season. They three were, and seven. What, yeah, three and seven. What were they, 15 at one stage? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, bottom four. Everything was looking terrible. Who's this new bloke, Adam Kingsley? Only the coach of the the year, you dog. Well, if you let me get to my point, mate. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just gone. But, yeah, lackluster beginning. But the absolutely kingers, big arms, powered pushback. Stress ball. Yeah, to reach the top eight and, you know, a grand final at their fingertips. And there's a racism, Adam Kingsley won the coach of the year, and that was because he really just brought them from out of nowhere to become a successful side in 2023. How can they improve? Oh, do you want to add anything to that? Yeah. Lockie Whitfield actually said they might start the season quite poorly and then lift after that. Which no, was wasn't it Sam Taylor? I'm pretty sure it was Whitfield. But, yeah, very, very great, great season from them. You know, I was impressed by their more experienced players like Kelly and Cornelio. Green. Yeah, yep, yeah, Toby Green. 
And, yeah, they really lifted the load and helped the young players develop more. Sam Taylor game. said, obviously, we've got a new strategy and game plan going for. Realistically, it could be a tough first 10 weeks, but <laughs> by the last 10 weeks, we could be winning every game. Well, yeah, Almost. So, how can they improve? Better start uh, like, to the year? Yeah, that's right. And they just need to stay positive. They can't, you know, slump over with this, yeah. you know, obviously devastating finals loss. So, yeah. yeah. If they're top four, they've got to be a more consistent team all year. But, yeah, if they get top four, they'll be every chance for the flag. Best and worst games. Best game was versus Carlton in round twenty-four, um, <laughs> with a you know seemingly unstoppable Carlton winning streak. They won by what thirty-two points actually. So and to win the f- to make the finals as well. Yeah, that's right, and it was in Melbourne as well, Melbourne Stadium. So kudos. And GW versus Melbourne and GW versus yep. Port Adelaide. Yep. Yes. The worst. Yep. West Coast round two. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. BNF. Uh, first Toby, Toby Green. Second Tom Green. Third Sam Taylor. Cadelia. No, I don't think so. Probably okay. four. Grading. A. Yeah, A. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finally, the probably the biggest roller coaster year you ever see, Carlton. Oh yeah. So what happened? Well, it was turning to absolute crap halfway through the season, wasn't it? But a trip and skinny dip to Ed Kernan's farm saw them have a miraculous comeback just outside the top four, and yeah, they just couldn't get over. Uh, uh, the lines at the fortress up at the Gabba in the prelim last week. But uh, it's been a, a great turnaround, one for the ages. Big credit to Michael Voss, who many people think was snubbed for coach of the year, but nonetheless, great season. Very nice. Um, uh, Jules, a fun memory I have of we went to the Essendon game mid year. Mm-hmm. And the supporters on the radio on the way home. That was so much fun. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, that was their last loss, essentially, before their big run. And kudos to them. As much as it pains me as a Carlton hater <laughs> and a, as a Collingwood man and marrying into a Carlton family, essentially, um, uh, you got to give kudos when kudos is due. And even till the end, I was still begging for their season to end. But they did well. Yeah. How can they improve? They have to, they have to list five players. Maybe um, have a slump. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. True. Uh, I think in a more clear and concise working chemistry between their two big forwards. Yes. It's been like real crap at times. So, just quickly, um, they delisted three more players today, Honey and O'Brien. They've also... And Philip, Sam Philip. Yes. Well, I didn't know how to say his name. Is <laughs> um, O'Brien a bit stiff? Well... Because I thought, it, I thought he's normally been playing. Uh, Ed Kerno's retired and Plowman also. And I hear that Dow is going to Sydney and Fisher to North Melbourne. So, there you go. <laughs> He's good at golf, Sam Fisher. Fishing Why don't we go golfing? So Why don't we meet by Monday's excursion and let's go golfing? Interesting that despite the great year that uh, there's much turnover there. So could be it's like Fremantle last year, you know, there's lots of ins and outs, so be interesting to see how they go. Uh, can they improve oh yeah, you said they uh, best and worst games. Best game is Collingwood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Collingwood. Yep, that's exactly what I've got. Both Melbournes. I thought that, remember when they had their first win in the row of nine, it was against Gold Coast. I was there, and they that second quarter when they finally got it back on track, 
the applause from the crowd. I even though I hate Carlton, that that was very special. To, you know, to just see a fan base so happy to see them play for once, it was very nice. Worst game. Uh, I'd say versus Carlton in the gathering. <laughs> Adelaide. Versus <laughs> Adelaide. Yeah. That was pretty bad. That was 60 points. The way they played against Brisbane round eight was pretty bad. Sure. I thought maybe the Essendon game as well. Oh, yeah. When the, when oh, yeah, and the then kick. Was kicking but, yeah. And then the two players avoided the ball. BNF. So Harry McKay next. <laughs> um, I'll go. Oh. Adam Jarrah. Jarrah Cripps. Sure. Done? I've got Kerno, Weider, and Jarrah. Cool. And Walsh. What a start. No. <laughs> um, grading? Um, a minus. A. Yeah, I'll go A minus just because there was bigger expectations, but still did And they had a terrible season in the first half. <laughs> All right, so uh, that wraps up. Oh, sorry, I would play the thing. All I want is just a chance to say, hey, get out right now. It's the end of you and me. That's Leah telling you to get out of her room. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, so we'll just, uh, before we wrap it up, ones to watch. I'm, I'm going to go first if I could. Mm-hmm. Collingwood, Brisbane. Oh, oh wow. wow. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll take it away from you, and I'm going to go. Oh, Zach Quaino and Charlie Cameron. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a bit more of a underrated side. I'm going to go, because, you know, both of the great years, Jamie Elliott and, on Kitty Coleman. Nice one. Yeah, can I just say something? Yeah. Uh, I would like to change my one so much. God. Same, actually. Daniel Gorringe in the in the longest kick. I'd like to say Josh Carmichael in the uh, gram, the pre yeah pre game sprint. Yeah, nice, nice. It's usually half time though. Or, or checkers and Shrey in the longest kick. Uh, <laughs> all right, so we're going to be leaving you now. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for your texts, uh, Bucky and Marcus. Uh, so Thanks boys your wet blanket. <laughs> We just assume he tipped Collingwood <laughs> not, not last week No uh, So should we Are we 100% in for this next episode This final episode Count me and Buzz Cool So win, loss or draw Lol <laughs> Win well, we will be pre-recording Monday's episode, but we will be doing it to wrap up the year before my new show starts a week after. So thanks a lot, boys, for joining us. Uh, Donnie. Thanks for having us. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Well done on getting it. I absolutely will. I will enjoy it so much for the both of you. <laughs> and you, Julian. Jules, have fun at the live site. Thank you. Should be good. What's this? Linko. Got a text? Uh, yep. It is Linko. Uh, great pod. Brisbane is going to win. Who's that? Oh, yep. It's Josh Campbell. <laughs> On your Joshy, Joshy set. Thanks for giving us your tip. Thanks, Josh. <laughs> See? At least he says something else on the tip. Oh, for God's sake. All right. So thanks a lot, boys. Enjoy your stay, Don, and uh, we'll see you in a couple of days. Will do. Goodbye. Thanks, Jules. Thank you. And uh, my tune to see us out, the classic, how can it be anything else? Well, I was suggesting I was this or Holy Grail, but Donnie, your mum put me on the right track. This is Up yep. There Kazali by Mike Brady and the Two Man Band. So to all our listeners, enjoy tomorrow, stay safe, and uh, just uh, quietly go pies. Here we go. Hey, I'm Jane Oakley, a Matilda alumni footballer, number 36, and you're listening to Radio Karen. Stay tuned.